Welcome back, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. My name is Michael LeBlanc, Director and Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Unity Wealth Management. And thanks for joining us again this week uh, as we dive into everything in the markets and take a look at a deep dive. We're going to be talking this week about the new presidency in the US uh, by President Biden uh, and what that might mean for the markets. And we're going to touch on a few more things that are going on uh, out there. But as always, thanks for joining us. We do this every Tuesday at noon live. Uh, we try to get out a weekly deep dive. We did. Uh, we got one out uh, Monday uh, just on 2021 and whether we're in a market bubble. Uh, we'll touch on that a bit today as we talk about the year ahead. But we go into a little bit what to look for uh, as far as bubble stocks or bubble sectors and uh, what to be careful for the portfolio. So if uh, you haven't seen that, you can go check that out at mikeonmoney.com uh, or just reach out to us. We're happy to send you a link uh, where you can uh, watch that. Also, all these, uh, remember all these are now on podcasts as well as if you want to listen to it on the go. So with that, let's, uh, let's move things along. And uh, as always, remember everything we talk about here is for information purposes only. Uh, Make sure you talk to your advisor, reach out to us, uh, do your own due diligence before acting on any strategies in your portfolio. Make sure it's right for you and the best selection for what your goals and risks are. Uh, so as always, uh, you can ask us questions here on the live, uh, the live version uh, through the chat. Uh, if uh, we'll try to get to it today. If not, uh, by all means, uh, send us an email, give us a call we will uh, definitely follow up with you with uh, any of your questions. And also uh, feel free to uh, send us in anything if you want us to take a deeper dive into a topic. Uh, most of our weekly deep dives are generated from people's comments or suggestions. So uh, we're happy to look into any of those for you as well. So let's get things started. So we're looking for some news this week. We're looking. Uh, the U.S. Uh, home price index is coming out for November, uh, keeping an eye on the housing market. Uh, you know, uh, as we've seen here in Canada, uh, numbers have been going up, volumes have been going down. So the overall price from the homes have been going up, but the volumes have been dropping a bit. Uh, not surprising, you know, we still have some un unemployment issues. Uh, in fact, December, we saw unemployment in North America, Canada, and the U.S. Uh, both rise again after it had uh, I will say steady trend downwards. It wasn't a quick trend downwards, but a steady trend downwards. Uh, but we saw them both uptick uh, late last year uh, as this uh, third wave, second wave, whatever we're in con continues and uh, more and more closures. So um, still probably some unsteadiness there as far as uh, volumes go for home purchases, but the low interest rates are keeping the prices up there. We're all also looking to see the consumer confidence numbers for January uh, out of the US. Uh, probably you're gonna see a drop there as well, just again with all the closures and everything that's going on. Um, but we do have the new presidency and so we'll have to see how people uh, equate that. And then we're going into earnings season. So uh, CN Rail is coming out with their earnings um, and uh, uh, so we'll keep a track on, keep track on that. Um, and, uh, and many more, I'll touch on them here in a second. Uh, the futures in the, in the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, uh, so uh, have wavered a little bit. Uh, we've pretty much seen this for the last couple of weeks, pretty flat markets, a little up and a little bit down. Uh, people are trying to decide a little bit on that bubble situation, the, the, you know, these high valuations. 
uh, and uh, some, you know, obviously the transition in government and what that means. Uh, as I mentioned, it is earnings weeks. Uh, we're actually looking for, I think today, Verizon GE 3M. 3M uh, actually, I think, is out. Uh, stock's doing very well. It's one of the holdings in our portfolio. Uh, it's been doing great for, uh, for great for us over this last year and continues to perform. Uh, Raytheon uh, is coming out as well. Amex, American Express, and Lockheed Martin all due to reports. Uh, and then uh, following on Wednesday or yeah, Wednesday, Starbucks, Microsoft, and Texas Instrument, and then later in the week, Apple, Tesla, and Facebook. So uh, we'll keep an eye on those just to see how the uh, the last quarter have gone for them. Uh, I don't think we're going to see too many surprises. Uh, be interesting to see Tesla because, of course, uh, the stock has had such a run. Uh, I don't think the earnings are going to miss, uh, but it might not be as high as some people might have uh, hoped for. So we'll have to keep an eye on that as well. Um, uh, Alphabet, so that's Google's parent company, um, you know, are betting long-term on uh, an investment they made in Verily. Uh, Verily being uh, medical testing for, for the coronavirus. Uh, actually, that's been going, you know, it has not slowed down, uh, you know, even with the vaccine coming out, and I don't expect that to really drop much. Uh, so I'm sure that's going to work out well for them. Um, you know, uh, we've talked several times and we've done some deep dives into ESG or ethical, social, and socially responsible investing. Uh, you know, um, a bunch of U.S. Um, companies and billionaires kind of got together uh, and created this roundtable, you know, and the purpose of it, of it is to uh, get corporations to be more uh, responsible to their employees, more responsible to not just the stakeholders, um, or shareholders, uh, but to society in general. Uh, and they're having a real hard time with this balancing act with, uh, you know, job cuts, uh, operation costs. Uh, as we're seeing these shutdowns and we're seeing hits on revenues, uh, you know, how can they manage the, the, the social pledge to, um, you know, the, the uh, shareholder pledge, you know, of course, being profitable. So uh, they're starting to run into this, this quandary, uh, it's easy to do, obviously, when, uh, when things are going well and there's lots of money being made. Uh, but as they get into tighter uh, balance sheets, it's a bit harder for them to balance the two uh, and how, how society judges them, you know, how they make those decisions. So I think that's going to be really interesting for 2021 as more and more companies are being very ESG aware as, as, as investors are becoming more and more ESG aware as well. Uh, you know, time to pause. You're talking about Wall Street's growth and worry about that stock bubble. Uh, obviously, with everything going on, and this has been a common theme of, of our uh, weekly updates and our deep dives, is you know we've got uh, record highs in the markets. Uh, you know, driven by certain sectors in, in a lot of cases, uh, but valuations certainly, if you're looking at individual names or sectors, uh, you know, are are uh, definitely showing signs of potential pullback. Uh, but what does that mean for the overall market? We'll talk a bit more about that. Uh, and now the, the Fed, so the US Fed, we've got a new head of the US Fed um, uh, just appointed. Uh, they're looking past the, the uh, pandemic. You know, if, if we do come out of this later this year with the vaccine or, or things improving, uh, you know, what are we looking at from an inflation shock and, and how do we, you know, how do they manage that? Um, obviously, that's going to be a challenge for them. Um, 
in the long run. Um, oh, I'm being told here my audio is echoing a little bit. Hopefully, it's corrected. Uh, um, but uh, but there, you know, investors or people have um, have started to stockpile cash. It's about two trillion dollars of cash on the side. Now, part of that I think is is the bubble uh, being a concern, and uh, you know, and how that is going to affect things in the long run. Um, and then also, um, sorry, I'm just uh, going to check my audio here to make sure I've got the settings right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, hopefully it's cleared up. Let me know people, uh, if, uh, if it's not. The, um, but the Fed's looking at, you know, what are they going to do with the inflation? And, you know, printing all this money obviously has been a big, a big, huge issue. And, uh, you know, inflation is going to rear its ugly head at some point. And, of course, we have another round of stimulus package coming out from the U.S. And, and hopefully that's, um, uh, that's going to help things, but it's also going to lead to more inflation. So the Fed's taking a deep, hard look at that. We're going to hear from the new Fed next week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they message things uh, from that, that standpoint. Uh, congressional Democrats face a challenge in repealing Wall Street friendly rules. So under the last administration or Trump's administration, uh, there were a lot of friendly rules around Wall Street, uh, tax cuts, uh, you know, easing up of restrictions. All these things have been a big part of uh, the stock market or uh, at least led to some of the stock market rallies we've seen. Uh, because it's allowed corporations to make more profits. Now that didn't necessarily trickle down to the uh, the economy or to the workers, uh, but from a corporate standpoint, it, it was good. Um, obviously, Democrats are now facing to revive that economy, and that means getting things, getting those some benefits uh, down to the employees. So that means might have to change some of those things. So one being corporate friendly, one being uh, economic friendly, um, but Obviously, no one wants to disrupt, you know, the, the markets that much. So there's this, there's going to be this fine balance, which is really what we should have in, in Congress and in the Senate, right? As opposed to, uh, you know, one side or another being able to pull the strings and just say this is what we're doing. It needs to be a balance between the voters and and business and, and you know what's the best for the country overall. So I don't see that as a negative, but obviously it's going to be something that Democrats are going to have to deal with. Uh, uh, over the next two years, at least until the uh, the, the next uh, the next vote, uh, SAP, uh, which owns uh, Qualtronics, uh, is aiming for a fifteen billion dollar valuation for a U.S. IPO, and this is just following on this IPO craze we're in. The valuations have been going crazy uh, as of late uh, in the IPO market, and uh, <clears throat> not really showing any sign of slowing. But that also leads into that bubble concern. Uh, you know, last time we saw this kind of crazy IPO uh, market uh, was, well, we've seen them since 2001, um, but 2001 probably being the most predominant one and, uh, and the most damaging one uh, when we saw a bubble burst in the IPO uh, because of IPO overvaluations was the main driver of that. Uh, U.S. corporate buybacks are on the rise, so this is corporations buying back their shares uh, which is good for investors. I mean, and it shows confidence that the companies have in their companies, but it's also a balance sheet cleanup. So I wouldn't take that as an indicator that the markets are going to continue to rise. I'm not saying they're going down, uh, but it's not necessarily uh, uh, always a positive indication. Uh, you have to really look at the individual names there and see um, 
you know, see, see what they're trying to achieve and why they're doing it. Uh, so uh, let's take a look at the vaccine. Uh, obviously the rollouts, uh, you know, it's one of the biggest vaccine, global vaccine rollout and country as well. Uh, you know, Canada doing, I'll say a, a reasonable job compared to the rest of the world. Uh, obviously it's been slow, slower than uh, Canada would have liked it, but I think you'll see that uh, we're going to look here at individual countries around the world. And I think most countries started a bit slower than they, they would like. Uh, they're all adapted now to uh, increase that or speed that up. Uh, we did see a little bit of an interruption in supply, but that's pretty much corrected. That's not really what's slowing us down, I don't think, at this point. Um, you know, we've got Moderna vaccine coming online now. Johnson & Johnson's in final testing. More and more vaccines are coming on online. Now it's just a matter of getting it out there. And I think more countries are taking a much more broad-based approach. Obviously, you know, the initial rollout focusing on things like frontline workers, uh, you know, care homes uh, made, makes tons of sense. Uh, and now a lot of countries being led by success in other countries, you know, especially in places like the UK, uh, where they're moving away from such a focused uh, approach of having to, uh, you know, target a specific group, qualify that group. Uh, now they're moving to uh, the mass just by age, right? So you're just going to flash your ID. How old are you? Yes, you qualify. So uh, I know uh, BC and, and those are moving towards uh, the age groups uh, and, and hoping to speed things up with more uh, mass uh, inoculation centers. Uh, where people will be able to get to a lot, uh, a lot quicker and, and move people through faster. Uh, and if we look at globally, you know, or sorry, this is by province, uh, you know, Canada is currently uh, percent of the population, about 1.99% vaccinated. Um, actually, as we'll see globally, not doing too badly. Uh, different uh, provinces are doing at different rates. Canada or BC just above the national average of 2.27. Uh, and moving, uh, you know, as quickly as possible, um, you know, as more and more vaccines come in, and as I mentioned, as we move to this age category group, so uh, so we'll see that as well. Uh, on the global side, though, as as a as a globe, uh, we're just under one percent, point eight percent vaccinated. Uh, UK probably, uh, you know, comparable to um, uh, abilities uh, to Canada and say the US is doing a great job, just over 10% uh, and moving rapidly with their, their mass inoculation. The U.S. is really starting to set, set things up. Of course, the Biden administration's got their 100 uh, million vaccines in 100 days uh, move, trying to move forward. Uh, and they're, you know, they're running into hiccups, but, but they're, they're pushing. They're sitting just under 7%. Uh, Israel doing a great job, almost at 45%. And uh, UAE, about 26 being the leaders but uh you know some other countries around the world like germany italy uh france uh you know moving a bit slower same as in canada just that initial startup um getting the infrastructures in place getting the vaccines to the right locations and also streamlining the distribution obviously uh you know every time the vaccines come in get into the right place and get in uh, the the vaccine administrator has been a bit of an administrative challenge uh, but uh, things hopefully are getting better and better, and uh, we'll see that speed up. Hopefully that graph really takes off like a hockey stick, and we can see that improve over time here. So let's take a look at the economy. So as I mentioned, uh, the U.S. stocks closed just off their highest levels. 
you know, nothing really crazy, but a little bit of worry over the fiscal stimulus uh, that's coming out. Obviously, the Biden administration looking in the U.S. to bring out the, the second, or I guess technically uh, 2.01 or 2.10, um, as they did a, a small stimulus uh, just at the end of the last year. Uh, but looking to do a, a more complete round. Uh, you know, that comes good, you know, comes with good and bad. Uh, of course, another round of stimulus. Uh, will prop up the economy a little bit, but uh, it will drive the markets a little bit more into bubble tech territory, a little bit to overinflation. So some concerns there and also exactly what it's going to look like, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and also a little bit concern of how quickly the, the vaccine rollout programs are going and, and also what the vaccine rollout means. You know, there's a lot of talk of, you know, the vaccine, you know, let's say we're all vaccinated uh, you know, airlines, cruise ships have already come out, I think, and said pretty much that people are going to have to show proof of the vaccine. Uh, you know, this vaccine passport uh, is being coined uh, as a phrase uh, that you'll have to have to travel or to do different things, maybe even sporting events or concerts. Um, so, you know, is that going to, you know, all this concern over the vaccine, um, uh, you know, is that going to slow the reopening? Is that going to slow things down? So there is some concerns out there for good reasons. Uh, given the numbers that we're seeing in, in infections, and of course all the new strains that are out, you know, how's the vaccines going to deal with that? Uh, I know uh, Moderna has already come out saying, not saying that, that their vaccines not at, not effective against the, the new strains, uh, but certainly not as effective as the original strain. So you know, as now we have multiple new strains out, um, you know, keeping track of all that and how that's going to affect. Uh, and as of course the dollar advanced a little bit on the uh, the safe haven, uh, looking at the new stimulus package. Uh, but gold edged up. Uh, normally gold and, and the U.S. dollar go a little bit against each other, but gold edged up a little bit uh, just on concerns and uh, of, of that uh, uh, of that rollout, and of course of the new stimulus package. Uh, oil prices were a little bit in the green, uh, just on the um, on the expectation, not necessarily today that things might reopen, but later in this year, uh, but still stemmed a little bit or capped a little bit on the lockdown woes. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to monitor oil. As I've mentioned, I think in previous weeks, uh, we've started to dip our toe a little bit on oil. It's done, you know, our current exposures have done well, um, but it's really early stages. So be cautious then. Uh, Microsoft, as I mentioned, is uh, going to uh, post their uh, second quarter earnings coming out. That's expected to do well, of course. Uh, the tech company uh, continuing to sell and growth as people work at home. Johnson & Johnson is supposed to um, expect to disclose uh, late stage data on their, their vaccine this month. Uh, and uh, I know several countries, including Canada, have kind of already had their hands up for that one. So assuming that gets um, approved, it should really help uh, their company's uh, forecast profit as well. Uh, and the Federal uh, Open Market Committee uh, begins a two-day meeting on interest rate policies in Washington. Obviously, as I mentioned, kind of new Fed, going to come up with a new statement. Don't think we're going to see a big reversal or, or, or forecast change, uh, but the language is always important from, the, from those meetings, so we'll keep a close eye on that as well. Uh, other top news, Moderna says believes this vaccine will work against the new variant. They did show some concern that it might not be as effective, but they do still think uh, it could work, but it might diminish its overall effectiveness. Uh, only time's going to tell on this, especially with so many new variants coming out. 
uh, Bowen uh, 737 Max, uh, as we've seen previously, got approved in the US, it's been approved in Canada. It's now been approved in Europe to fly again. Uh, obviously, uh, the families of the victims uh, that, uh, that were involved in those two crashes, uh, you know, aren't, aren't overly happy. Uh, you know, they thought maybe it should be longer. Uh, you know, maybe it was, uh, you know, was this rushed uh, to, to get back in? I mean, hopefully not. Hopefully it's been well vetted. I mean, there's a lot of liability around making sure that it's been vetted properly and the technology has been fixed. Uh, but obviously, if you were directly affected by that, uh, you know, you, you don't want to see that coming back uh, so quickly. Uh, GEs, we mentioned, they're going to be reporting. Uh, they, they do a lot of uh, work on the engines uh, for the 737, so that's going to uh, help them in their quarterly earnings as that gets uh, back into the air again and back into production. Uh, and Google workers uh, are looking at forming a global union alliance. So uh, Google employees across the globe are, are getting together after uh, they formed a union in the US and Canadian offices. Uh, they're looking at taking that globally global. So uh, we'll see how that impacts uh, Google. Hopefully not too much. Um, and, and it's just a matter, uh, I know Google's had some social uh, issues with employees, kind of the direction or the work they've done uh, in the past, and, you know, how they handle people's data and things like that. So maybe this will be uh, better for consumers as well. Uh, coming up in Canada, uh, Canada is obviously worrying a little bit about the Biden's Buy America plan. Uh, as we talked last week about the XXL uh, pipeline uh, demise um, and, and Biden signed an executive order to Buy America first. Uh, this is a tricky, you know, it's not necessarily bad. In fact, I, you know, you can definitely see Biden's logic uh, when you're trying to rebuild an economy, especially if you're a big consumer economy like the United States. Uh, you want to encourage uh, people, uh, companies, governments to uh, buy American first. Biden has kind of, uh, you know, uh, telegraphed that it's, it's not buy American only. It's simply if there is a good, affordable option to buy American, use that option first before looking outside the borders. And that's when you're trying to get your economy re-stimulated. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know if that's necessarily going to hurt a ton uh, to the Canadian economy, uh, but obviously it's a fine line between nationalism and, you know, just look 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 American first before looking outside of, of the U.S. So uh, we'll have to see how that plays out, how, how the U.S. government, um, you know, manages that fine line as they move forward. Uh, Trudeau came out this morning after his conversation with Biden, uh, saying he's optimistic that it shouldn't affect Canada too much. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the pipeline, the pipeline, I wouldn't say the Keystone was necessarily um, uh, driven by that. I mean, this was, you know, the Keystone pipeline was an issue under Obama. Now that you've got Biden back, of, of course, that, that becomes, uh, it, it, you know, back to the forefront of issues. Uh, and TransCanada has even said, you know, okay, that's not being built it's not overly going to affect them in the long run. I don't think uh, I would run away from TransCanada Pipeline as an investment. If you had it, I would continue to hold it. I haven't add, added to it because we really didn't see a big drop on it. I don't know if it was that impactful, um, but obviously something to keep keep uh, keep an eye on uh, moving forward. But then, you know, it bodes well for the government-funded uh, uh, TransCanada or Trans Mountain Pipeline 
uh, that uh, they were trying to get pushed pushed through. Uh, obviously, that uh, that means that one's going to become uh, more in the forefront, and and more uh, more products can be moved through that one. So, you know, you win a little bit, you lose a little bit. Uh, Telus International or Canada's Telus is a spin-off off Telus International, an IPO worth about seven billion dollars. Again, part of this IPO craze. Uh, Telus International is a subsidiary of Telus. Uh, so this deals with their international call centers and other services. Uh, that's being spun off to a public IPO. It's expected to do well. Uh, you know, this has been this has actually been on Telus plate for a while. I don't think that they necessarily rushed the timing of this, uh, but I do think that you know, given the IPO uh, appetite right now, uh, they've had this ready to go uh, on the shelf, ready to go for a while, and I think that they just see the time is right. Uh, BlackBerry saw uh, was unaware, or they came out saying unaware why the stock prices surged. So for us old folks, or for, for people like me who remember carrying a BlackBerry. It's kind of like, yeah, why, why is BlackBerry jumping up, you know, 150% since January? And I'm actually going to dive into this at the end. Um, but BlackBerry came out and said, we have no idea why this is happening. Uh, we do actually know why it's happening, but it's not caused by anything at BlackBerry. We'll talk uh, about that and, and the challenge uh, here briefly. Um, Alma Kustard, which we talked about last week, they had the failed um, takeover bid for Carrefour in, in the US, or sorry, in France. Uh, due to the ministry, uh, the France uh, Finance Ministry, uh, saying that they, they didn't approve uh, the takeover. Uh, so Kushtard is, is moving around. As I mentioned last week, we did have in the portfolios, we bought really cheaply uh, pre-takeover uh, um, uh, was announced. The takeover drove the stock up a, a, you know, a bit better. Uh, and, and you know that pulled back. We actually bought it in that dip, uh, but it really hasn't affected things. And in fact, Kushtard is out there quietly reassuring uh, shareholders saying, "Hey, our growth strategy is not not uh, not interrupted by this, uh, and in fact, they they're, they're still talking with Carrefour and, and the uh, the French government to see maybe there's there's prospects for it down the road. Uh, and the stock has bounced back uh, really nicely, not to the previous high, but uh, we were able to buy in on that drop. And and again, that volatility has provided an opportunity for us to make some extra cash there. So um, nothing to worry about there, and we continue to see that as positive." As I mentioned, the US dollars, uh, it moved up slightly and it's, it's looking it's going to stay there for a little bit, you know, for the next couple of weeks, at least until Biden's proposed uh, 1.2, or sorry, $1.9 trillion relief package is, is vetted uh, and all the details are hammered out. Uh, but again, with that, that's inflation. So, you know, the trend on the dollar uh, looking, uh, you know, continue downwards. Uh, the euro has remained pretty resilient, uh, you know, with the whole Brexit, Brexit thing being done, or at least negotiated, uh, even with everything that's going on in the Italian political uh, uh, situation, uh, it's not left it fairly, uh, fairly unaffected uh, as the Italian prime minister is set to resign. So, um, so everything going on uh, well for the euro uh, for the next little bit. And the bond market, the yield on the 10-year treasury uh, ticked up a little bit. Um, very, very small move as uh, we look at the yields uh, dropped a little bit as uh, the, the, uh, the, that stimulus package is coming out. On the commodity front, as I mentioned, uh, crude went down slightly, then back up on the futures again. So uh, that's holding in steadily uh, on the outlook for later this year, uh, as we talked about. Uh, but, you know, obviously with everything still being pretty closed, nothing moving right away. 
Uh, gold prices, I mentioned, slight tick up, um, moving mostly uh, on a little bit of concern on on everything going on. But again, it's that hedge against that next stimulus package and the the uh, inflation impact of that. Uh, and as I mentioned, of course, the Fed coming out next week. So let's talk about Biden. Let's talk about the new administration in 2021 and uh, what to look at. So, uh, you know, going into the election, just, you know, just to recap things, you know, a lot of people concerned, obviously, is it, uh, the Trump administration or the previous administration was very business friendly. The tax cuts were very, very good for businesses and earnings. Uh, obviously, the less your tax, the more money you're keeping in your pocket. Uh, and, you know, lower restrictions, whether it be environmental restrictions or just um, headwood, you know, uh, bureaucratic uh, uh, things to deal with uh, when it comes to running the company. Uh, all that was made better under the last administration. Uh, not good for the individual or employees, but really good for corporations. So uh, are we heading heading into uh, Biden's administration, bring the stock market down. Well, that's a tough call. Yes, of course, the new administration is gonna be closing up some of those gaps, not to slow business down. That's not their goal. That's not in their best interest. Uh, at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is get more money into the employees' hands to help stimulate the economy. Because corporations don't stimulate the economy. Uh, people spending money to stimulate the economy, especially in the spending uh, economy like the United States. So there is a bit of that headwind there, as, as we've talked about. Uh, they're going to have to walk a fine line between uh, bringing the economy back and, and managing those restrictions of those, those tax breaks for, um, for corporations. Uh, that being said, uh, the Biden administration or this new administration is taking over a pretty damaged economy. So uh, there, there's that headwind to deal with. We've had a, seen a big divergence between the stock markets and the economic uh, numbers over this last year as the economy continues to be damaged, but the stock markets continue to rise. So they've got to manage that aspect of things. So you don't want to collapse the stock market down. Same time, you've got to stimulate that economy to, to catch back up again. And that's going to be a tough job. So that's not necessarily... Democrat versus uh, Republicans, if the Republicans would have been in office, they would have had this exact same challenge to deal with here in 2020. So that is something to keep a close eye on, and it is something to be aware of as far as concern, especially when we talk about the valuations and in the current market and the potential bubbles. So as I mentioned, we did a big video uh, on, on the market bubble or potential market bubble of 2021. Uh, and I do think it's a big concern. So the, you know, the takeaway, the summary of that video is yes, I'm concerned about a market bubble, but certainly in individual names and sectors. Uh, and and I, I keep on going back to 2021. That wasn't necessarily the last bubble. I mean, we've seen real estate bubbles. We've seen oil uh, go, uh, have a, a, a bubble when it you know, got up to $150 a barrel. We've seen gold uh, have a previous bubble. Uh, so the dot-com bubble of 2021 was not the last bubble, uh, but why I keep referring back to that one is very, very similar to the one we're seeing currently in that it's more sector specific. So that does not mean 2021 is not an area of opportunity under this new administration. It simply means we have to think a little bit differently. Uh, and what I mean by that, if you look at uh, 2001, when we saw the, that, that dot-com bubble, 
uh, that crash or that collapse was very targeted to one or two sectors, uh, hence the dot-com, right? The, all the companies that were coming out with their, 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 their dot-com in their name. I, I always talk about pets.com came out, you know, they did the big, you know, raised a billion dollars in an IPO because it was IPO crazy. Uh, any company that had dot-com in its name pretty much got to a billion dollar valuation out of the gates, regardless of the underlying um, value of the company. And uh, pets.com was no difference. They went and spent some like 25 million or 20 million on a, a Super Bowl commercial. And, you know, two months later, they were bankrupt. Because uh, there was no solid business behind that. People were just buying the stock up for, for, for no real underlying reason. So I think what we're going to see is those companies, those overvalued companies, um, they will get caught in this bubble and will, uh, will suffer or will take a downturn in 2021. But I do see what we saw in 2001. Again, we saw the financial sector, the banks uh, take off dramatically because they were deep value. They hadn't seen a lot of uh, return take off. Uh, we saw oil take off in 2001, uh, you know, it had been down to $27 a barrel and then it rallied up uh, because those were value sectors. Now I'm not saying those are the two sectors for this year. I do like banking, Canadian banking for this year. Uh, as I mentioned, I slowly looking at oil, but there's a lot of other sectors out there that have been ignored that there's a lot of value. And I think that's going to be the play for 2021 and under Biden because he's looking to diversify that. Uh, he's looking to diversify the economy and also smaller companies, small, we call them small cap or small capitalization companies. I don't mean penny stocks. I just mean, you know, not your Coca-Cola's. Uh, you want to go look at companies that uh, have a lot of value and are growing rapidly. And, and these are the ones that are coming out of this pandemic that are taking it, have taken advantage of being nimble, right? They're able to adapt faster. They're able to adjust better to the new conditions that are out there and will grow quicker. And that's, so those are the two areas I really think for 2021, we need to focus on. But if you're looking at any names in your portfolio, uh, you know, this goes to the bubble. What causes a bubble? We are seeing today, which is what concerns me that we might be uh, forming a bigger bubble, is we are seeing people buy, uh, they don't know why they're buying. Let me qualify that. They don't know why they're buying. We can ask people why they're buying a certain stock and they're saying, because it's going up or because I read about it or because, because, because. But you won't hear people, you're not hearing people often say today, oh, because their earnings have been increasing or the growth outlook is really strong or they don't have any competition or there's, there's no, uh, it's really hard for anyone to get into that marketplace quickly to compete with them uh, so they have a value uh, prop or a value growth line there. We're just seeing people jump on stories or brands for no other reason other than it has been, been going up and um, that you know, they, they like the story behind that brand. And um, be very cautious to these bubbles. And in fact, just breaking in the news in the last few days, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do a deep dive on this tomorrow, is if you haven't followed the GameStop story. Now, it's BlackBerry is this, the same story. And what's happened here is just that. People are, are jumping on a name, driving up the price for no reason. I, if you followed my videos, you know I've talked about people accident, accidentally doing this uh, over the last year with things like Hertz that went bankrupt. Um, or Zoom, there's two Zooms, you know, uh, 
Zoom, the, the, the software that we're using here today. And there was another Zoom stock that had nothing to do with that software and people jumping on it because they accidentally thought they were buying the Zoom technology stock. Um, so we saw that in 2020, uh, but now it's being done on purpose. And if you don't know what Reddit is, don't feel bad. I barely know what Reddit is. It's basically online forums. Uh, young people use them a lot. Uh, it's, not all, it's not necessarily about investing in any topic, but they've started to latch on to the idea uh, that they can get in numbers, right? A lot of young people in numbers to drive up a stock temporarily. What happened with a company called GameStop, which is basically a retailer, brick and mortar, you know, go to the mall and buy a, a, a DVD or a cartridge of uh, the video game and take it home. So uh, obviously that business, especially through the pandemic, it was dying before that as uh, more and more computer, uh, computer game manufacturers or producers have moved to an online model uh, where you buy online or you just play online uh, and you don't, you don't have a physical game at home. So those, that company was already in trouble. Uh, it was already pre-pandemic. It was already seen as not uh, doing well. And of course, pandemic has not helped that. So a company down in the U.S. which specialized in shorted, so that's when they say, you know, we're going we're gonna to take advantage of this company going down by selling its stock and, and, and winning by buying it back cheaper. Um, they came out saying GameStop's a short, it's going, it's going to drop by this much, uh, and they put that out. And, and it, GameStop became the, I believe it got to number one, or at least one of the top shorted companies in the United States. So the outlook for this thing was low. Now all these young gaming community people got mad at that and they went on Reddit and said, hey, let's go on our little online uh, world and start buying up GameStop. Not because it's a good company, not because the earnings are going up, not because it's a good deal, but because they went out in such big volume, they drove the stock from $20 or $1990 a share in a few days up to 140 yesterday, came back down. Now it's up again, I think uh, $45 today. I, I think it's trading around 120, 130 before I started filming this um, a share. So they've artificially driven up that stock price, which has lost billions of dollars for all those people that were shorted, uh, probably on sound uh, investment, uh, decision that the stock was very likely uh, headed down or at least lower if not to zero uh, as that business model uh, was struggling to survive. Um, now we're seeing the same thing in that Reddit community has gone out and said, hey, let's do BlackBerry and they're driving BlackBerry up. So there's absolutely no reason to be driving that price up. Some, yes, some people have made money in this process. Some people will make money in that process. Uh, if you got in early enough and you got out early enough and, and those early entrants on that GameStop stock used things called calls uh, and took advantage of it and made millions of dollars. But that's all going to be on the back of somebody who's going to be left holding the bag uh, when that stock stops going up and that community moves away and, and, and that volume moves away and, and it collapses back down again, which is inevitable because um, while they are a lot of numbers in those people, the dollar value isn't that high. So it's not sustainable over a longer period of time in the market. So be very cautious when you're looking at any company. Uh, you know, when we have a bubble, this is what, you know, this is, this is a micro bubble that we're seeing, but, you know, 
a bubble is based off that same premise that you have a lot of people buying it for not the right reasons and driving it up unintentionally sometimes, sometimes intentionally, uh, and then you can be left holding the bag on, on something that doesn't deserve that, that valuation or doesn't deserve to be that high. And that's, uh, if you talk to me in the past and I've often said, you know, we're holding cash uh, while we look for a deal and, 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 you know, even though the market's going up, it's because we can't find something that we feel that the price is right to pay for because you don't want to pay too much. Yes, it might still go up from there, but why is it going up there? Be very cautious. So when we talk about bubbles, uh, we're in a new, uh, a little bit of new paradigm here when we talk about this particular bubble uh, in the fact that we've got this group of the population that's able to mobilize a lot of people in a very short period of time um, but for the wrong reasons. And, and, and yes, if that sounds illegal, it could potentially be illegal. And, and uh, obviously this is new, so, so, so we'll have to see how that plays out. But just be cautious out there. Uh, know why you're buying something. Know what's in your portfolio and, and why it's there and make sure it's all for the right reasons. You'll be fine. Uh, even if we have a larger bubble, if you're in the right sectors and you're in the right names, um, you know, a pullback might even just be another buying opportunity for you if, if you know why you bought it uh, and, and keep that in mind. So that's what we got to see for 2021. I know it sounds a little rough uh, and I do expect some volatility here, but I do see it as opportunity. As I said, we're, we're shifted from that growth momentum 2020 kind of portfolio to a value small cap portfolio. That doesn't mean more risk. It uh, doesn't mean less return. It just means a different approach to a different marketplace. So with that, as always, join us uh, at micamoney.com if you have any questions. Reach out to us. Happy to talk to you. Go check out the podcast or the, uh, the video on uh, bubble markets. It takes a deeper dive into all this. And look in the next couple of days for the one. I'm going to do a bit more deep dive into this GameStop uh, Reddit story uh, because I really think people have to be aware of that. Aware of that. So with that, thank you everyone. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you're doing well, and um, I will talk to you uh, next week.